Yes. So we're going to start a new segment here on uh, Podcast Divine called Divine Recap. That name is still temporary. Hopefully we'll find a better one. But we're going to talk about some of the fun stories from mine and Andy's last few weeks of karaoke slash band shows. So we'll start with you, Andy. Tell us a few of the fun stories from our lovely nights of karaoke. And you don't have to mention names or bars or anything. So please. Okay, well, um, just two two stories, really, of uh, people being kicked out of a certain venue. S- um, one chap thought it was uh, very okay and fun to scream into my microphone obscenities after uh, someone had sung because his girlfriend was still waiting on the list to be uh, singing. Um Needless to say, she didn't sing because I got them both kicked out because that ain't happening. Um, And then actually on the same night, um, I had this belligerent drunk woman quite close to me. Uh, She was definitely drunk, but there could have been other chemicals involved as well. Um, But hey, I can't can't prove it, so, you know. Um, But I had to get her kicked out because she was stealing people's drinks. Uh, she was claiming that people were spilling her drinks. Uh, and I was like, well, go and tell the, the bar staff. Don't tell me. I'm just the DJ and you know host of karaoke. I can't help you here. And uh, anyway, so I was watching her, watching her. And uh, yeah, she just started grabbing people's drinks and drinking them. So that was the end of her night. So yeah, that's about it, really. Good times. Fantastic. Yes. It's the joys of our job, truly. Like, I, I like to think that we don't get paid to play. We get paid to set up and tear down and deal with fine, upstanding young people. <laughs> the people of Birmingham are fine and upstanding. Mighty fine and upstanding. For the most part. For the most part, indeed. Well, on my end of things, I had to get a guy kicked out for... Uh, intentionally throwing my microphone down after I asked him nicely to put it back on and he was so confused why he was getting kicked out and started pacing outside like he was going to wait for me or something like that and I was just like okay luckily at this particular bar that I run karaoke at that shall remain nameless the bar staff loves me and the door guy loves me and he will take care of things of that nature for me if I ask him to bless his heart love him to death uh, it's really good when you have a bar staff on your side completely. Oh, and that don't question. They nope. they just, they're like, oh, Kenny's in trouble here. I'm going to fix it. I don't care who's yeah. in the right or who's in the wrong here. Basically the same. I just say, I just in the microphone, I'll just call the person's name, the door guy's name, and in he comes. What you need? And that one, gone. that one. Bye. Off he goes. Stories from my shows over the last couple of weeks. Uh, we've had some really good ones. You should uh, have. We've, I mean, first and foremost, I can say where the good ones were at, you know. Tin Roof, a couple weeks back, was was fantastic. Andy was there. Jakey was was there as well, our other divine karaoke DJ. And uh, it was just a great show. Um, Good vibes. The crowd was great and responsive, and we were on fire. We had Ryan Schultz on saxophone, which is always a good treat to have. It was badass. 
Yes, indeed. And we had Nick Williams on guitar as well. It was just a great, fun experience. It was great to be back at Tin Roof. We're just very happy that uh, they still let us play there after all these years. It's fantastic. Means you're doing something right. I guess so. Uh, we did another gig a couple of weeks ago at a country club that shall remain nameless. Not anywhere in town, but uh, we were doing fine. doesn't narrow it down too much, does it? Uh, no, it doesn't, I guess. It could be a country club anywhere. North, south, east, west. It could be anywhere. It could be in Tennessee. It could be literally in it's, Georgia. It could yeah. be. I mean, it wouldn't be in Mississippi because, no. you know, it's Mississippi. But no. We love um, you, Mississippi. Sure. But not a lot. But not a lot at all. But that's okay. Love you. Bye. But anyway... Um, at this country club, we were doing a golf tournament type party situation, and uh, we were killing it. It was awesome. People were vibing. It was incredible. We sounded great. We were doing everything great, and we were done. So we're finally starting to break down and stuff. This guy comes up and is like, I'll give you $100 if you play Whitney Houston. And I said, okay, absolutely. So we started playing. want to dance with somebody. I want to dance with somebody. And we're rocking through. Everybody's vibing. It's awesome. We get to the key change. And some idiot in the crowd decides he wants to start spewing beer everywhere. So he shakes up his bottle and starts spraying it like a champagne bottle. And it starts getting on my speaker and it starts getting on Seth's pedals. And I said, nope. And I stopped the song and said, thank y'all. Good night. Sorry. We're going to have to stop. Don't want my gear to get ruined. Words were exchanged. Um, they were shouting obscenities at us as well for stopping because they'd been drinking all day. Um, a few people tried to fight Seth. Uh, which was fun, which if you audience members don't know my guitar player, he is a stocky boy. He's fit and he's trim, but he's stocky. And he was more than willing to uh, dish out some punishment if necessary. But nothing transpired of that, which was nice. And then the guy that came up and offered me 100 bucks to play the Whitney Houston song had the audacity to come back and ask for his money back because we didn't finish the song. And I said, absolutely, sir, because I don't want to owe you anything. So that's my story from the week. It was, uh, you know, the moral of the story, guys, is be nice to us and we'll be nice to you. Be belligerent towards us and we'll get you thrown out. I think it's a company uh, motto, isn't it? Don't be a dick. It really is. Like, it's on all my videos, yeah. censored for the most part. But yeah. I mean, truly, don't be a dick. So some, uh, some housekeeping things. Uh, we are shooting for a bi-weekly release of these podcasts as we build up a library, and it helps keep everything on track for us in case we can't record uh, on a week due to schedules and things of that nature. The weather. The weather, you know, the moon cycles, whether I've charged my crystals or not. Yep which is a very important thing for us here at Podcast Divine, is we need our crystals charged properly in order to get through our chakras. And sometimes the stars do not align. It's true. It's true. So we're shooting for a bi-weekly episode release schedule. So uh, thank you for bearing with us during this exploratory journey that Andy and I are taking. And we love you. Thank you so much for listening. If you do enjoy the podcast, please... Uh tell your friends we would you know we want to get a bigger following uh, the more following you get the you know we can we can do more with the podcast so if you do enjoy uh, our podcast please promote us on facebook promote us on instagram uh share share it with your friends um, like and subscribe yeah, like on and subscribe. all of your podcast sources because we would use. really uh, we would really like to do a patreon we would we would love to get to the point where we're doing a patreon yeah. where you get the unedited episodes or at least semi-edited um the longer ones 
And uh, please like, rate, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts specifically uh, because apparently that's a big deal in the podcast world if you are sitting pretty in Apple Podcasts. Um, we, we love any feedback that you have. I'm working on getting a, an email address set up, which should hopefully be live by the time this show airs, but make sure you follow us on the Instagrams at podcast divine. That is the main place that we will disseminate information to you about releases, guests, etc., etc. And if you have any guest suggestions, slide in them DMS, girl, let's do it. We would love to interview someone way better than we interviewed the last person that we had, <laughs> which we owe said person um, a makeup interview very soon, and he's totally down for that, and he understands, which is great. So for the official meat and potatoes of this episode, the divine meat and potatoes, as it were, we're going to talk about concerts. We're going to start out with the best concerts we've ever been to. I'm going to handle this one starting out. The best concert I've ever been to was Lollapalooza 2008, an entire weekend where I was blessed enough to be able to see not only Rage Against the Machine back together for the first time in a very long time, but I was able to see Radiohead, Foles, Gnarls Barkley, a little bit of Kanye, and scads of others that I can't even remember because it was so awesome. I got to go to Chicago with my buddy Daniel Mills. Shout out to Daniel Mills wherever you're at. I think he's in Huntsville now. It was just a great experience all around. I loved Chicago. It was absolutely marvelous. So Andy, tell us about your favorite slash best concert. It will be no surprise, but it's uh, The Prodigy. You don't say. I do. Um, it was at Glastonbury. Uh, what, I think it's probably the biggest festival uh, concert uh, in, in the world. I think it's probably the most famous one. Uh, in 1997, um, it was it was uh, when I was 17, and Prodigy had just re uh, released the Fat of the Land, which we spoke about uh, in previous episode about albums, and uh, they they played uh, a quite a large selection of those songs from that album and from earlier albums too. It was just amazing because number one, it was the Prodigy. Number two. Uh, it was Glastonbury. Uh, and number three, uh, just the uh, whole environment, the the people, the weather was shocking. Uh, it was like a, a, a mud bath. Um, but it was just incredible. Um, a great show. Uh, I only I only went for the one day because I only wanted, wanted to watch The Prodigy. Um, I was a stubborn little... Little boy, still am probably, um, and I just didn't want to see anybody else. I just, I all, I, all I had eyes on was the prodigy, and that's all I cared about. So, uh, yeah, Glastonbury '97, the prodigy. So I would probably assume that you know Blur and or Oasis were at that one. Um, I do not think they were at those ones. Wow, not, okay, not, not that I remember. Heard. They may have been the night before. Gotcha. Um, but they were. I would have remembered if it was either of those two. No doubt. Um, I think. I think. Kasabian. Oh, I've just got shot. Ice maker. Gotta Ice love maker. it. Dang. Um, uh, Kasabian, I think, were there. Um, I don't know if any, you guys know who Kasabian are. Uh, and some other... Um, I'm familiar. Yeah, some other British rock rock bands. and uh, Actually, the Chemical Brothers were there, too. So they, they were the set before the Prodigy. 
the gotcha. Chemical Brothers. So I guess uh, the Chemical Brothers were kind of um, warming up to the electro scene for the Prodigy. But yeah, the, the Chemical Brothers were there. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I, I still want to go to Glastonbury. I think it would be a fantastic experience all around, especially now that everything's kind of somewhat getting back to normal in the UK. Yeah. I would assume. At yeah, least. They, yeah, they think they're opening up um next month, nineteenth or something like that. Nice. Fully fully opening up. So very nice. So let's move on to uh the farthest you've ever gone for a concert. This is a fun one. Um mine in particular was going to see a little I guess you would call them art pop, alternative pop band called Isley in the great state of Texas, which is where they're from, actually. I think... Uh, the great country of Texas. The great know. country of Texas. All hail Texas. It's definitely, thank God, it's not Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> so my keyboardist, Brandon, otherwise known as Tilfy Divine, and I uh, went to high school together, and this is probably 2000 and. 2007-ish, somewhere in there. But he and I had the wild hair to go see this band called Isley. We were enamored with the ladies in the band because they were gorgeous, and they just really spoke to our little emo hearts back then. And so we drove all the way to Texas to see them. It was a great show. Um, they put on a fantastic one. And uh, it was a great, great little road trip experience for Brandon and I. And it makes me realize how long I've known Brandon, and it's shocking to me that we're still friends and still playing together, mm -hmm. even to this day, because <laughs> he has to put up with my garbage every weekend, so, and he still does it. Bless his heart. Love Brandon Tilford slash Tilfy Divine. He loves the money. He, that's what it is. He just loves the money. <sighs> I accept that. It's fine. Anyway, what about yours, Andy? Um, so, I mean, I've, I've been uh, to Germany to watch The Prodigy. I've been to the Netherlands to watch The Prodigy. I've been to Scotland to watch The Prodigy. But still, it's not the furthest I've been. Really? To ha that I've had to travel, no. Um, it's actually a Muse concert here in the United States. Uh, I saw Muse in Tulsa, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, so, yeah, I drove from Birmingham all the way to... Uh, Arkansas, and then I'm from Arkansas to Oklahoma. Picked up my best friend in uh, Arkansas, and yeah, we went there, and it went on for bloody ever, this drive. But uh, yeah, I would say that's the furthest that I've been to watch any band, and it was it was a great, great, great concert. Well worth it. Well worth it. I'm sure it was. You know that Muse re-released uh, Origin of Symmetry, mm -hmm. a remix. Mm -hmm. or yeah, they brought up, uh, so I watched a little thing about it, uh, their so they're bringing up all the different like volumes of all the different instruments, so you can hear them a little, a lot louder, a lot clearer. Um, just a much so, better so mix it, than yeah, the original. They, they're giving a, a, a fuller mix, so you can hear more of the, the the fuller sound, so to say. But yeah, I know they uh, they released that. Yeah, very nice, very nice. I love that. That's a good album. It's no absolution, but you know. It, well, people will argue with you, but yeah, absolute absolution for me. So let's transition to craziest concert stories. Andy, we'll start with you for this one, because yours is a gem. It's a gem, but it's uh, two things that happened at the same concert. Um, it was another Muse concert, but it, this time it was in Atlanta. Um, I had my best friend with me. Uh, my best friend uh, always comes to the Muse concerts, so we all meet up. Um, but I also had um, two other 
uh, close friends um, that came in from Birmingham. Uh, and they brought us Jack and Coke whilst we were in line. Uh, me and me and my best friend, we always go to a used to always go to a pub called Fado's Irish pub in in uh, Buckhead, yes. Atlanta. And we'd always get you know we'd have our English breakfast or whatever, and then we'd have some alcohol. Um, and then we basically were in line, and we were holding the the place of our two other friends that were coming and they bought a literally a whole bottle of jack daniels uh for me and my best friend and coke so anyway we, we were there in line drinking further uh, getting drunk and um as we as we uh, got let in i had no idea who the support band were uh again um, i just wanted to watch the band that i went to you know to see which was Muse. Um, so I was pretty, I was pretty toasted, but we managed to get to uh, pretty much right at the front. And um, KG Elephant started, uh, that was the support band. Um, and I had my back to the stage. I, I don't know, maybe I was talking to someone, I can't remember, but I, I felt this almighty thud on my head. Uh, the lead singer from KG Elephant did a stage dive and I wasn't looking and he landed on my head. Um, Honestly, I thought someone punched me. I, I, I didn't know where I was for a moment. Um, mainly probably because of the alcohol. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, uh, luckily, people around were, saw him do it and you know, caught him, etc. Um, so that was, that was the uh, kickoff to the Muse concert. Um, and then Muse uh, started and uh, you know, everything was, was amazing. The sound was great. Uh, I was having a phenomenal time. Yes, I was continually drinking as well. Um, but it got to a point where it became very, very difficult to leave uh, where we were standing because we were so close to the front. Um, and therefore, we, you know, we, we stopped going to get more alcohol and, uh, because you know, we would lose our spot. So it was getting probably towards the, I don't know, towards the end of the concert, and I was busting to go to the lavatory. And, um, well... I wasn't going to get to the lavatory because I wasn't going to give up my space. So, um, yeah, I just let it go. And luckily it was only a number one. Um, but, yeah, I just let it go. I let it go all in my jeans, man. Let it go. I did. Let it go. I did. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I peed myself because I wouldn't give up my spot to go to the restroom because I was at the front of a Muse concert. I was not going anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, that is what we like to refer to as dedication. 100% dedication to the cause. For love nor money, no one was taking that spot. I love that. Yeah. Um, Now, obviously, after I'd peed, you know, I tried to move along a little bit because I didn't want to be walking around in my pee, but uh, there was so much, uh, you know, liquid on the floor, not bodily liquid i hope but you know drinks been spilt when people were doing the mosh pit or whatever you know spilling water spilling beer so it, it, they didn't know they didn't know until i guess after the concert um and even then i had i had black jeans on so uh, i do like wearing black jeans they're my favorite color jeans to wear um but yeah you couldn't tell but i did um throw those jeans away and i drove back to the well i didn't drive back to the hotel um one of the other guys drove back to the hotel uh, with me and my box of box of shorts. <laughs> Can't make it up, y'all. Can't make it up. Yeah. How about yourself? Be oh. that. 
<laughs> I can't. I really can't, but I can try. Uh, try hard. I'll try really hard. So uh, back in the day, I was big into Christian hardcore music, and there was this local band that had kind of gotten big at the time, and they were called Maylene and the Sons of Disaster. Uh, some of our mutual friends are still friends with the folks that are in that band. I've met them. They're good people, you know. Um, but we were at this show at the Homewood Armory. I think, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Fix Till Tuesday opened, formerly known as I Am Terrified as well, um, another local Christian hardcore band. Uh, I had so many rage issues as a as a youth. So this is probably 2006 or seven somewhere in there. So I'm at this concert at Homewood Armory, which is on Lakeshore Drive. And uh, I had big hair back then, massive hair. It was gorgeous uh, until it wasn't because it was a poofy mess. But it was very, it was kind of my signature for a while. Um, so I'm there with my buddies, uh, my former bass player, Michael Johnson, and his friend, Kurt Tanner. And it was a fantastic show. We got through the openers. It was great. Had a blast. So Maylene and the Sons of Disaster come out, and we are, you know, just enjoying the time, you know, getting down to it, moshing a bit. It was awesome. So we're standing there, and all of a sudden, I feel my head go backwards, and it turns out a, a girl had decided to pull my hair to try to stand up and crowd surf on our section. Um, not knowing what it was because my back was turned to her, I shoved her off as one does when somebody's getting their hair grabbed. And uh, apparently her friends thought I was just pushing her and decided to start coming for me. Luckily, Michael and Kurt were in the way and had some fisticuffs, and it was great. I didn't have to fight or anything. At a Christian concert. <laughs> at a Christian concert. That's not very Christian. It's not it? very Christian no. at all, but, you know, here we are. So um, they're taking the brunt of everything. I think Kurt got his nose bloodied up pretty bad and his T-shirt bloodied up as well. I think he got that T-shirt signed at the end of the show, but I think that was around the point where I was... It was more than likely it was 2008 uh, because that was kind of the tail end of my... Christian hardcore days. And so I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm getting too old for this. I'm, I'm like nearly 20 at this point. So I'm just like, nah, we're done here. So that was my story. Not nearly as cool as, uh, as peeing myself at a Muse concert. I have, I have another crazy story, but it's not really crazy. It's stupid. Um, we, me and my best friend um, and some friends, we booked to go and watch Muse a good few years ago uh, before the, the, the pee incident. Um, they were supporting U2, and it was at the Atlanta Dome. Wow. Um, but it was a late decision that we were going to go, but we went. Uh, we get to the stadium, we pay, and we say to them, hey, uh, has, has any music uh, happened or anything like that yet? They're like, no, no, as far as we're no, no there's no bands that have been on yet. So we get there, we get to our seats, um, the the stage is miles away, but it's cool, you know. Um, and we're waiting, and we're waiting, and we're waiting. And then all of a sudden, you two come up. And we're like, oh, are you two supporting uh, Muse? What's going on here? We'd missed Muse. We'd missed them. 
we traveled all the way to Atlanta. We got there and we missed the Muse uh, uh, section of the of the concert. We that missed is it. so sad. That's yeah. not that's not stupid. That's sad. Yeah, it's sad. It's stupid, but it's stupid because we we forgot about the the hour difference in time. Mm. Um, but also, the, you know, it was you too. So we stayed there for about 10, 15 minutes and we were like, nah, nah. Do you remember when uh, uh, Apple put a U2 album on our phones? Yes. Remember that crap? Without our permission, yes. How dare they? I mean, it wasn't a bad album. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we can have the U2 debate right now if you want to, but... I'll I'll fight for you too. But let me let me let me uh let me tell you I didn't last about 10 15 minutes in that concert. <laughs> me and my best friend just looked at each other and went pub pub pub. Ah. <laughs> That's so sad though. <clears throat> that is so sad though. Yeah, I guess it was. I was really looking forward to seeing Muse, but uh anyway, I I I saw them. I've seen them uh quite a few times since. I've I still seen, need to see them. Yeah, I've seen them twice in Atlanta, one in Nashville, Tulsa. So cool. Yeah, they'll be back. Always. British rockers don't die, baby. They don't. That's why my favorite music comes from that side of the pond, which is why it's such a joy to have you on this podcast because I get to talk about bands that I wouldn't normally get to talk about with people from Alabama. So thank you for that. Truly. I love you. The bromance continues. Always. So let's transition to what future concert would you love to see? Just one off the top of your head. Um, mainly because I haven't seen uh, this person. Um, I've, I've seen them on YouTube. I've gone on YouTube and looked for their concerts live, and uh, there's, there's a fair few of them, and they look really, really uh, good. Um, Moby. Um, I, again, spoken about him in uh, previous episodes, but uh, I would uh, really, really, really like to see Moby at some point. Absolutely. I think I would too. I think that would mm. be a great show. Yeah. And I heard him on a podcast um, uh, yesterday, actually. Uh, a guy by the name of Martin Ware from uh, Heaven 17 and Early Human League has a podcast on Spotify called Electronically Yours. Not a sponsored post, but it should be because, Martin, I love your stuff, and I'm probably the only person in Alabama that listens to your podcast. Just putting that out there. But he had Moby on the other day, and it was a really interesting interview. And Moby is a great interviewee and... I learned a lot of things about him from that interview, and I definitely want to see him live. So I'm going to take a little marked departure from our usual and throw a wrench in everything and say that the concert that I would love to see in the future, off the top of my head, is Orville Peck. Are you familiar with Orville Peck? Name, yes. Music, no. He's doing something with country that is a throwback, but it's also modern. I just, I love his vibe. I love what he's doing. Uh, he does a cover of Small Town Boy, which is a Bronsky beat song, which, as you know, my love of English music, it is, uh, that's high on my list of 80s tracks. So to be able to see Orville Pack live would be awesome. Check his music out on the Spotify's. It's different. You'll like it. If you don't, don't at me. I won't at you because... I would like to at you because I'm not a country fan. I don't care what country it is. That ain't my cup of tea. I understand. And that's okay. But I respect that uh, that's the person you would like to see. I also respect that you respect the fact that I respect the fact that you don't like country music. Because I don't like country music either, honestly. Um, Having to karaoke DJ a bunch of country music Mm -hmm. is very painful for me. Yeah, me. 
Um, I know it's painful for you as well. Very. Especially when they request the same songs every week. Um, and the bar plays the same songs every, every hour. week <laughs> and every hour. <laughs> it's fine, though. It's fine, though. This is something a little bit different. I wouldn't necessarily call it country. It has more of a, a, a twang to it. But it's bluegrass. It's not really bluegrass. It's it's a it's a strange amalgamation of things. So it's like Roy Orbison, Ooh. that vibe, Righteous Brothers, things of that nature. Think of a country twang with Roy Orbison, and you kind of have just a speck of Orville Peck. See what I did there? That was a good rhyme. We're gonna keep that in there for sure. So finally, in today's episode, we're going to talk about. The dream concert scenario. Anyone, dead or alive, that you would love to see at any given point in their career. Go. I am so boring. So boring because I'm going to say The Prodigy. Uh, Mainly because uh, we were going to go and see them. And then um, one of the front guys uh, died. So if I could see The Prodigy again with Keith, um, then definitely 110% it would be The Prodigy. I get that. I feel that deep in my soul. I just, I I need to see them one more time. For sure. One more time, even if I have to go back uh, to England to watch them, I'll do that. Absolutely. I would love to be there with you for that. Obviously, it'll only be uh, Liam and Maxim, but... You know, this this day and age with technology, there's no reason why they can't have a holograph of Keith up on there for his for the certain songs, Fire Star, Breathe, that kind of thing. So absolutely, and I think that would be a, a really good tribute and honor for him to to have that. But uh, uh, yeah, I would I would definitely say um, the Prodigy. Um, uh, yeah. Once again, if you've been listening to this podcast and you are not familiar with the Prodigy's work, uh, you can check out the playlist that uh, I posted for the last episode in the show notes of the last episode uh, to get a little bit of a taste of what The Prodigy are all about. Um, Check it out. Highly recommend it. I love them. Uh, Andy has turned me into a fan of them for sure. Uh, But definitely check out The Prodigy. Um, So if if it wasn't The Prodigy, if I had to choose something completely different, um, Michael Jackson. Oh, heck yes. Michael Jackson just... Um, I know it's a controversial um, one, I guess, um, but um, I would have really, really would love to see that guy. I mean, the guy's a performer, um, you know, just to see see the way he moves, uh, the way he sings, and it's it's a proper show. So, um, Michael Jackson. If it wasn't the Prodigy, uh, then a hundred and ten percent Michael Jackson. So, my concert that I would love to see of someone either living or dead. Would be David Bowie, 150%. Like, even Thin White Duke era David Bowie. So, mid-70s, where he's coked out and eating peppers and drinking milk for his diet. You know, like, I would love to see that. But I would have also loved to have seen him on his reality tour, which was his last official tour. Uh, I think that was 2004. I missed that, unfortunately. Uh, a bartender I used to work with has seen Bowie a few times, and I've always been jealous, and I've always tried to get stories out of him from those experiences. So, shout out to Chris Connor. But if there was a gun to my head and I had to pick one more, it would definitely be Prince, because that man put on a show, was fantastic at what he did, 
for his first couple of albums, recorded all the instrumentation himself. Just a musical, lyrical, spiritual genius. And I would have loved to have seen him live um, mm-hmm. to this day. Mm. As an honorable mention, I would also love to see a New Order reunited with Peter Hook. But that's beside the point and another episode entirely. How many honorable mentions are we going to do, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin? Yeah, shall we continue? Uh, I mean, you know, <laughs> we only get one, so... You can do the entire Rat Pack if you want no. to. Because <laughs> you don't give a crap about Sammy Davis Jr., that's why. No, I don't give a crap about the Rat Pack. I was just using that as an as a example. Oh. Um, yeah. Just yeah. dead people, that kind of thing. Oh. Well, now I feel bad. Mm. Okay. Mm. Well, we're done here. <laughs> yes. So thank you so much for hanging out on Podcast Divine today. I am Kenny Divine, and this is... Andy Divine. And we appreciate your patronage. Please make sure you like, subscribe, rate, and do all the things that you do with podcasts. Um, Follow us on the Instagrams, at Podcast Divine. And we would love your show suggestions and guest suggestions. Just shoot us a DM for now until I can find a suitable email address for us. And we will go from there. Spread uh, the love. Spread the love. Share it with a friend, family member, worst enemy, you know, whatever. It's mm-hmm. fine. If you're like, hey, guys, you want to hear a really crappy podcast, listen to this one. Yep. As long as we get some listenership, yep. it'll probably get better. You know, yep. I'm hoping. You know, I keep my fingers crossed on can't that. can't get any worse. It really can't get any worse. So, um, yeah, just do that. We love you. We'll talk to you soon in the bye week. Farewell. Adieu. Smack my potato. Smack my potato. Cater.